Good afternoon, Fort Collins. It's the CSU pregame show here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. And I know the game's canceled, but we're going to continue on because in this inconsistent year, we're going to give you something consistent, and that means two lucky listeners are going to have a chance later in the segment to win two prizes. First, our first segment, like we always do, we bring on a special guest, and our guest today is a former professor of mine. He is. He's been teaching at CSU since 2005. He's currently a senior instructor who focuses on evaluating contemporary film and public argumentation, and he earned his Bachelor's of Science degree at Southern Illinois University in speech communication, and he also ran cross-country. And then he got his master's right here at CSU, and I'm talking about CSU's own Professor Mark Saunders. Professor Saunders, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, this is this is fun. It, like we were just talking off off air, you know. Last time I saw you was right before the lockdowns in spring. I was in your your public uh, argumentation class, and we didn't know what was going to happen. And the rest of the year is history. Here we are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a weird year. Yeah, I st- I'm pretty sure we still don't know what we're doing or what's been going on. And we're, yeah, we're just playing it by ear. Everyone's just. Here we go. Uh, it's been that weird year. But hey, I wanted to take a moment, though, to talk about, I really enjoyed your public argumentation class, but you also, at one point, or do you still work for the, the Center for Public Deliberation? Yeah, it's still the uh, Center for Public Deliberation on campus. I still volunteer there and help out when I can. Is there a way you could kind of give us a little info on that? Just tell us what, what you all do there. Ooh. It's a quick. Yeah, sure. They go out into the community and try to work through what we call wicked problems, which are problems that don't have an easy solution. Um, and so what they do is try to get the community together and try to figure out what's the best way for us to move forward with this problem. Nice. That was that. That was my whole class in the spring, solving a wicked problem. Okay. So I don't have to go there because I already did it. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's great. And and so when I was doing a quick research on my, I do all my guests, I saw that you won an award in 2016, right? Wasn't it? Sure. You want you want to tell us about that award? <laughs> the um, uh, Platte River yeah, for the yeah, uh, yeah. athletes. Yeah. So. Um, the athletes nominated and got an award for being helping um, helping them out. I think being a teacher, having an understanding of what it's like to be a student athlete, to sort of the challenges that go along with not only trying to perform to the highest level in the classroom, but then also on the field or whatever sport that is, and trying to have that balance between the two. And hopefully, working through their schedules, our schedules, trying to figure out what's the best way to help them succeed, you know, in the classroom, but then also on the field as well. Sometimes it can be tough for athletes. They have to, not only do they have to do all the game prep, but they also have to deal with five classes and, and all that. And then they have to deal with drive time, tra- going yeah. to an away game. Hopefully mm-hmm. they have all hot spots on their phone on the bus. <laughs> Luck- luckily now, yeah. imagine imagine back then when they didn't have hot spots, doing your homework on the bus. Well, I guess everything was paper back then. So yeah, never mind. It all worked out. <laughs> it, it equalized. You know, you look into television, film, and, and study that. So I know we talked about you dive into the portrayal of masculinity on television. So I wanted to just touch on what do you think the contemporary uh, on this masculinity in film is right now? 
That's a that's a tricky question. I think for film that there is some more diversity of masculinity being portrayed out there. Mainstream film is still always a little bit behind the progressive curve, but it's definitely changing how it's how it's being portrayed as in as opposed to being that there's only one way to be a man or to be portrayed as a man on screen. We're starting to get a lot more options out there, especially with the streaming services out there and Netflix dumping in billions of dollars and all that. You start to see a little bit different representation than just that single hegemonic representation that we would used to get in the early 2000s, let's say. Yeah, I I should have set up that question (laughs) a little bit better. But yeah, it seems like before that time, there was only a couple of your your stereotypical portrayals, Mm -hmm. right? And now we're, we're seeing that little different different lenses different perspectives on oh wait you know mm-hmm. this is this is not quite accurate we also talked about one of your favorite films whiplash and we were going to tie that a little bit to athlete athletes on the film so first you want to tell us a little bit about whiplash and, and kind of the story of the character there what he had to deal with and then we can tie it into sports yeah so whiplash was a little bit smaller movie but it got nominated for a couple oscars i believe in 2014 it is about the relationship between a teacher and a drummer. And the teacher is very abusive verbally, physically, everything to try to get greatness out of this drummer. And it has a, ultimately, you know, whether it works or not, it brings up this question, do the ends justify the means? That to get someone to become great as in this, and not great like in, you know, the top 10%, but he's talking about that top like 0.001%, being that LeBron James of basketball, being that number one person up there um, and driving people to that. And so that's that core of that movie is the relationship between the two and him really beating down this drummer and then finally seeing if that drummer can rise up and be great or not. And it has a lot of good questions in there. And so when I see that, um, it, it goes right to sports, right? Yeah. As, as what, what kind of things do the athletes have to go through to get to where, and that doesn't have to be just male athletes. That's all different types of athletes. What do you think? What do you think they have to go with similar kind of abuse at times? Well, in certain instances or I, I would hope not. Yeah. But I also know that there has been that culture there for a while inside the locker room or outside of, you know, uh, coaches really pushing verbally against and maybe even physically at some point against these players to make greatness out of them. And even though it's worked in the past, I don't think that means that it should work in the future as well. I think there's other ways to get greatness out of players besides doing it that way. But it brings up, you know, all sorts of things of, you know, if you're willing to do great, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to put yourself through in those everyday lives? No, I, I, I think you touched on some really good points there. I, I want to agree with you. I think a really good coach, they don't do just one way. They find a way to identify to each player. And and look at look at like a defensive coordinator. Like I love using Wade Phillips because I'm a big Broncos fan and he's a great defensive coordinator. Yeah. There's my bias <laughs> out there. But what, the reason why he was a good defensive coordinator is not because he would put – you know, a square peg into a round hole, but because he'd be like, I got these players, I'm going to fit my defensive scheme now to their strengths. And I think a good coach can do that too with their players. Some players, I don't think they, they can, they're not going to, especially nowadays, they're not going to react to maybe an old school tough coach. That's just going to yell and scream at them. Some might, but there's some might, might else. It might discourage them from playing and maybe, you know, there could be 
some mental damage. I'm not a psychologist, but <laughs> it just seems like that way. Yeah. But, um, and another thing I wanted to talk to you about, though, too, is, you know, we talked about, you know, public argumentation. I think one big takeaway to your class is how divided our country is. Polarization, right? Yep. I think, though, do you think sports has a place in helping bringing the public together? You know, I hope so. I, I think we've noticed this over the past couple months, or at least I have in my own life, when sports have somewhat gone away and everything. And even as it's back somewhat now and uh, that balance that sports brings people together that normally would not be together. And I think this is before the game, during the game, after the game, that in my everyday life, I'm a you know 44-year-old white male who hangs out with other 44-year-old white males. And you know we don't have a lot of diversity amongst myself, my friends, all of that. But if you're going to a football game, tailgating before, doing this, all sorts of people you're going to talk to and see and interact with that you never would before because online – that social media is going to filter it and that you're only going to be around people who think the same way as you and act the same way. And then we get more polarized. But I think sports bring those things, bring those people together. I think about even just having that topic to talk about. How many times have I been in an awkward situation with someone that I haven't met? And then all of a sudden you find out they're a Broncos fan and then you're off and you're the going. The ice is broken. Yeah. <laughs> and so, or even you know, a Chiefs fan or something terrible like that. And then you, you immediately can start saying bad things to them. That's exactly. But <laughs> but that dialogue is still going, even yeah. though it is doing yeah. that. Yeah. No, I I I like that because you know, even though you meet random strangers and that helps unify you into a common goal, and you're able to to break down those awkward barriers that you first meet, right? Mm-hmm. And you're able to make friends easily. That's what I love about sports too. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit. You've been at CSU since what 2005, right? I, Around that? Yeah, I moved out here in 1999. I started grad school in 2003. Okay. Well, yeah, you've yeah. been here, but you've been teaching since 2005, right? Yes. Yeah, so you've been here a, a, a bit. What's your favorite CSU sports moment? Uh, I, it could be a couple or well, I, I I hate to bring up the chalk example that everyone else does, but I was here in 2002. I liked Bradley Van Pelt. So the CU-CSU game with the spiked it off of him, I mean, that's – being there, just the energy that you get at a CU-CSU game, any of the games, uh, but that one especially, that one just, it sticks out. It's, you know, I know that there's been conversations about it since and all of that um, not being as big of a deal as, you know, it's, but it was a huge moment. So, yeah. yeah that's, I know, I know I watched the game on TV. I was young then, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, this is actually, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but I grew up a CU fan because I was a kid, you know, and mm-hmm. the CU won a national championship. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden here I am, I'm at CSU and now I'm like, yeah, I don't like, I don't like CU. <laughs> kids are front runners, you know, yeah. kids like teams that are win. So, all right, now let's, let's go back into this season. It's been a, mm-hmm. it's been a weird season. You know, we had two games canceled. Obviously the game today got canceled just a couple of days ago. What do you think of the season so far? <laughs> It's a it's a tough season, no doubt about it. I want to say the the first thing I was most excited about was getting that bronze boot back. I uh, as someone who's been following them, I'm tired of losing to Wyoming. I'm tired of all of that. Um, you know, I, I think in the past couple of years we haven't been doing so great against our our rivalries and all of that. And so it's even though we're one and two, and you know we're not doing so good on the road, I. I'm so happy that we beat Wyoming. Yeah, I think that's the highlight of the year, getting the bronze boot back. That's all that matters. 
And let's just be honest. The only reason they had it is probably because Josh Allen was their quarterback. Let's be real. You had an NFL quarterback on your team, and oh, he's gone. Oh, the bronze boot is coming back. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe. Is, there's some kind of correlation there, I feel like. Yeah. But, yeah, it's 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 been an interesting season for sure, and I'm um, – you know, we're going to continue going on. We've got a couple more games left. Three three left, right, I believe. And uh, we'll see what happens. But let's go into it's our preseason game. And, of course, our show has a chance to win a new Belgium prize pack. So, Professor Saunders, you're specialized in pop culture. So we have questions about pop culture. Here we go. I'm going to play some exciting background music for us. Though. Here we go. All right, all right, here we go. Question number one, what film has the plot about the desegregation of a Southern high school and how white and African-American teenagers played football together for the first time? Remember the Titans? Bingo. <laughs> you a real tough one there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Now I'm, I'm going to the other side. Here we go. Question number two. In Game of Thrones, according to this actor slash actress, their performance in the rejected pilot was so bad that the creators often joke or they jokingly threaten to release his horrible performance. Oh, I just, well, now you just got to cut down <laughs> their horrible performance. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. This is a very important character to the show. In the pilot show, he had a horrible, horrible performance. Very big character. I, I would guess Jon Snow, Kit Harrington. It's Jon Snow. Okay. So according to him in a, in a interview, he said that, his pilot performance was so bad that it was the joke of the show. And look how far the show's gone. Yeah. There you go. You're two for two. All right. I don't know why I put this freebie here, but here you go. Who's the greatest ram in the land? Cam? Yeah. Okay. We almost got Mayor Truxel with that one. <laughs> we almost got him, but he, he got on fast. All right. In one baseball movie, Brad Pitt plays a general manager who wins the World Series using some kind of mathematical formula to win. You know what movie I'm talking about. What team was he the general manager for in real life? It was the Oakland A's Moneyball. Yep. There I didn't go. think they won the World Series, though. You the attempt be. to win, win yeah. the World Series. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah, great, great movie. Okay. I also love Remember the Titans, so I have one more Remember the Titans uh. question. And Remember the Titans, the coach, Yost's daughter. I think she plays a great role in that movie. And it does a great job against gender stigmas, I think. She she probably knows more more football than most of the entire, I don't know, cast, which is great. It's a, it's a great movie. I love her character. But who is the famous actress that played her? Uh, Very I don't famous. Know. I'm terrible with actresses and actors' names. Oh, I'm going to give you a hint. Oh. I'm going to give you a hint. Uh, she played in Heroes. Okay. Well, you're, you're four for four, so you can, you can miss one right now. By the way, you only have to get 50% of the questions to win. I should have said that at the beginning. Low pressure, low pressure. Hayden Pennant, I can't say her last name. Hayden Penitary. There we go, Penitary. Yeah, yep, there we go. Yep. Yeah, she was, a, I didn't know it was her at first. And I watched that when I was like a kid. She grew up, became a famous actress. Yes. Yeah. Small world. All right. This is more, This you can't get this wrong because I want to hear your take on this. This one is Will Smith's movie Concussion, I think, was eye-opening to many. Do you think the NFL is doing enough to protect the players now since that movie has happened? I feel like it caused a lot of relooking at the the way NFL protects their players. What do you think about that? 
I think the easy answer is to say they're not doing enough because they could always do more. Um, however, they've done, you know, I hate to be on the side, they've done so many good changes since, uh, since the movie has come out, since they've implemented things. I think they can always continue to move forward um, and do things, but you know, that concussion protocol, the blue tent, all these things that weren't on the field, you know, years before is now on there. And hopefully more than anything, the players now know going in, hey, I don't need to be ashamed to say that I have a concussion. Tying back to masculinity, I think that was something that players used to do, right? You want to play hurt, you don't want to do that sort of stuff. And so hopefully some of that stigma is gone and that if the players can realize it more and, you know, be identified with it, hopefully, you know, it continues to, to go on for a sport that we all love, or at least I do. Yeah, <laughs> I love it too. I, I wonder though, I think one of the, the big things about the concussion is you see so many different personality changes you hear from like, and I watched, I read an interesting article from NBC and it was about Antonio Brown. He took a hit from Bontes Perfect, and from that moment, Antonio Brown changed. I mean, this, <laughs> I'm not a doctor. This is a, this is probably borderline conspiracy, but this article is in NBC and they're like, from this moment, and they showed every single tweet, all those outlandish, and, and they were like, did he have a major concussion? And it, it could, it's possible is all I'm getting at. And it's sad because a concussion just can do so much damage. So hopefully we can protect those those players more in the future. Yeah, right. and I yeah. want to, real quick, I think it's a big difference between NFL players getting concussions and college players in high school and going the way down. When you're being paid for it as your job, it's a little bit different right. than, than the other aspect of it. But yeah, I agree. No, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. In, in college, I feel like we, in high school, we definitely need to protect those players even more. Mm -hmm. And it's such a bummer when a college player or a high school player with a promising career gets hurt early on. Okay, question seven. You've only missed one so far. The greatest game ever played is about a young player who fights class prejudice to get into a sport played by Shiloh Buff. Mm -hmm. Who, what sport was he trying to compete at at a pro level? My favorite hobby, golf. There we go, okay. I was like, he, he's gonna know this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's gonna know this movie. <laughs> All right, question eight. And Coach Carter, Coach shuts down the team because of what problem? I've never seen Coach Carter. Okay, I'll give you a big hint. It has a lot to do with your profession. The problem. Not, wait. <laughs> I think you take it. An academic problem. Uh, lack of funding? I don't know. No, it, they had poor grades. Okay. So he shut them down. Oh, he shut them down. Yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. Well, you only missed two. You're, you're still on, <laughs> on, on par. Okay. Miracle is about the U.S. Olympic hockey team beating what country in the 1980 Olympics? Uh, Russia, USSR, or Sweden yep. in the gold medal game? Well, there's a perfect answer right there. <laughs> all right. Last one. Who is the greatest boxer of all time? Is it Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson, or Muhammad Ali? I... You, no one will agree with me, and it's fine. But I grew up in my... I grew up in the 80s. All of that was born in 76, so for me it was Tyson. I, my, I would re, my dad would record the fights on HBO and I'd watch them the next day. And it's funny, he'd, I'd watch them before school and I knew if he didn't wake me up very early, it was like a first or second round knockout. But Tyson was just, he was so intimidating um, and everything, but I'm sure the better answer is Ali, but I never saw him fight. So. Yeah, I never, I mean, I got to see, of course, highlights. I'm going to agree with you. I think Tyson is the best boxer at all time as well. 
I, I feel like they're a little bit different. Their archetypes are different. They're kind of different. St- it's like Floyd. He's kind of mm-hmm. he he's just ultimate endurance and Dodger and. Mm-hmm. It's boring boxing, in my opinion. <laughs> sorry, I, ju- I was not going to say anything, but I just—I'm sorry, listeners. If you like Floyd Mayweather, you—you you, you know, each each person their own. <laughs> but anyway, there we go, Professor Saunders. Congratulations, you just won a new Belgium prize pack. I think there's a hat in there, there's a T-shirt, and there's some cool stuff in there. But uh, before we let you go, I ask you what your thoughts on this is kind of a loaded question. Do you think that these seniors are going to miss their chance at being drafted because they only get put into like a six-game season instead of a full season? Do you think that's going to affect them in, big, in a big way? Yes, I think that there's a couple things that, that come into play. One, you know, if you go back to the example everyone knows, something like Joe Burrow in 2018 was a you know maybe a fifth rounder and then plays the senior year and then now is the number one pick. So that one year can make a huge difference on a player. So I think. Hopefully we all agree that that senior year is important. I think that these seniors here at CSU specifically have had a tough road. You get a brand new coach coming in. That coach didn't recruit you. Um, it's bringing in a new scheme, bringing in a new offense and defense. You can't practice as much because of COVID restrictions. Now you're playing fewer games. These seniors, I've, I mean, the deck, the deck is you know 100% stacked against them. They have a lot of things going that way. So I think the six game season is tough, but I also think it's having a new coach. I think oh, yeah. it's also, you know, COVID restrictions, all of these things. So it's, it's just a, a bummer of a year for them all. I, I just feel like, I mean, you know, CSU athletes do get drafted in the NFL. So it's not like this, you know, Mountain West produces NFL quality athletes. Some of these mm-hmm. players could get looked at, but now it's going to be a lot harder of a road. So I've been I've been telling a couple I'm like don't forget to try out for practice squads. So many players can hit the practice squad, get their opportunity, and then bam, you're now playing at the pro level. A lot of I think CSU has a linebacker on the practice squad at 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 the Denver Broncos. He's been off and on all year. He's getting to play. I mean it happens. So hopefully I wish them all the best. Warren Jackson of course opted out. He's probably going to go. I, I think he's going to go in the second round. I think so. I think he put up a good enough numbers last season. He'll he'll probably go in the second round. But Professor Saunders, thanks for coming in on your uh, you know week vacation. <laughs> we appreciate you, even though the game was canceled. You still came in. You you gave us one heck of a show, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Once again, that was CSU's own Professor Mark Saunders, who took a dive into pop culture. We took a dive into that sport. For this and other great sports content follow our podcast through the podcast app or through spotify and we have other great content located at kcsufm.com for kcsu i'm jonathan gillum and i'll catch you next